Hare Krishna. Jai Jai Sitchitana Jai Anichananda Jai Advita Chana Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinna Jai Dai Sitchananda Jai Advita Chana Jai Gaura Bhakta Vinna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, while traveling through South India, came across um, the manuscript in, of the Brahma Samhita in the Adikesha of Mandir, at least the fifth chapter of the Brahma Samhita. And he enjoyed that very, very much. He danced in ecstasy. Uh, he also found another manuscript, the Krishna Karnamrita. So these two books, they were treasures that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu brought back. And he presented copies of them to Vasudev Dutta, to Ramananda Rai. And after that, all the Vaishnavas were, uh, were making copies. And the fame of the uh, Brahma Samhita spread widely amongst the, the Vaishnava community. Now, the conclusions of the Brahma Samhita are the same conclusions of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, for example, if you take the verse, Iswara Parama Krishna Satsit Ananda Vigraha Anadiyadir Govinda Sarva Karana Karanam. First of all, Ishvara Parama Krishna, Eti Chamsakala Pumsa Krishna Stubhagavan Swayam Indrari Vyakalam Lokam. It is saying that Krishna is Bhagavan Swayam, uh, or the original self same Lord. So that's the same point. And then if it is said that he is Sarvakarana Karanam, then we can look at the first verse of Bhagavatam, Jamadi Asya Yatun Vyatitaratas Chate Swabhikya Swarat Tene Brahmari Dayadi Kavi Muyantiyat Surya That everything is emanating from Krishna. So in this way, the Brahma Samhita is is um, explaining the same conclusions as Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, so we're looking at, uh, at Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's theology. And it is said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did not write any, uh, any literatures. Um, so therefore, we uh, we don't have a lot of material uh, directly on, on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, theology, so it is said. Um, but we can look at, uh, at these works that were glorified by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, the Brahma Samhita, as, and Krishna Karnamrita, as capturing his uh, his mood. Um, we also see that he was appreciating uh, later in Anchalila when he's absorbed in an ecstatic love of God and exchanging with Srup Goswami and Ramananda Rai. Then um, he appreciates the poetry of Vichapati, of Jayadev Goswami, and of Chandidas. Um, 
a little footnote when we speak about Chandidas, is that there are there's at least one false poet Chandidas who was a Sahaja who uh, wrote all kinds of inappropriate poetry and that seems to overshadow the poetry of Chandidas. Um, so it's a little difficult sometimes to figure out which was what was written by the real Chandidas and what was not written uh, by him. But uh, there are some works that are clearly ascribed to the original Chandidas. All right, so we can look at uh, at literature that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was relishing. We have, of course, okay, the six has to come. And um, Chaitanya Charitamrita. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his life is described, and he is also quoted um, as to many times present Srimad Bhagavatam as evidence. Um, in various discussions, like for example, in discussions with the uh, uh, impersonalist sannyasi associates of uh, Prakashananda Saraswati, uh, in defeating Mayavad, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu turns to um, Srimad Bhagavatam. We also see that uh, Jiva Goswami, Jiva Goswami is writing uh, the Sandarbhas, and the Sandarbhas are considered to be the um, the a very strong uh, exposition of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's theological uh, convictions, and it's just basically it's Bhagavatam. First, in the Tattva Sandarbha, uh, Jiva Goswami establishes the authority of Bhagavatam. Uh, and he quotes from the Chandogya Upanishad and, and, and is like pointing out Puranam, Itihasam, uh, Panchamam, Vidam. That these uh, Itihas, Ramayana, Mahabharata, and so on. These are the fifth, um, the the fifth Veda. So, in this way, they're they're equally bona fide, equally transcendental. Um, the impersonalist commentators are generally saying the Sruti, the four Vedas, and the Upanishads. That is, is direct evidence directly manifesting from the Lord. And then these Itihasas, these Puranas, and some Agamas, and all these things. These are Smriti. These are, these are coming from human beings. That is what is remembered. Therefore, that it cannot be given the same authority. But the very Upanishad, which is part of the original Sruti, Chandogya Upanishad is giving the, which has the full authority, gives the full authority to such literatures as Itihasas and Puranas. So that is the Tattva Sandab of Jiva Goswami, which establishes the, uh, the authority of the Bhagavatam. And then on the basis of Bhagavatam, uh, Jiva Goswami covers the, uh, the essence of the theology of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Charitamrita is, is quoting the Srimad Bhagavatam as evidence by far more than any other book. Uh, it, is, it is just under 200 times, so as a substantial. And, uh, and we see that Krishnadas uh, Kaviraj Goswami will present a verse as evidence and then maybe a, a few verses introducing the point and then elaborating on the point from the uh, in Bengali. So in this way, 
we can see that uh, by engaging in these Bhagavatam verses, uh, it, it, uh, it could make up, just estimating, up to a, a thousand verses of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Of the 15,000 verses, then we're talking about uh, one fifteenth, which is, is almost about 7%, is, is directly engaging with the Bhagavatam directly. Um, explaining the Bhagavatam. The Bhagavatam then is presenting um, strongly the philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's also what we find in the beginning, in the first chapter uh, of the uh, um, of the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adi Lila. We find a description that Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nichananda drive away the five types of ignorance by the uh, by the two Bhagavats, the person Bhagavat and the book Bhagavat, and then uh, and then there are the Chatu Sloki verses, right? uh, the Chatu Sloki verses, or the four verses of Bhagavatam are identified as, as the essence of the entire Bhagavan, uh, the Bhagavatam. And it is said that by Sridhar Swami in his commentary uh, on the Bhagavatam, he identifies these four verses as the Bhagavatam. It says, the Bhagavatam was originally spoken in these four verses to Lord Brahma, who captured the entire uh, meaning of the Bhagavatam. So by uh, quoting these four verses, um, Krishna's Kaviraj invokes the presence of the Bhagavatam. Uh, Bhagavatam is beginning with the word Janmadiyasi yaton vet itaratas chate svabhikya svet tene brahma ridaya adhikavya muyantiyat suryaha um, I can quickly uh, read the translation. Um, one second. Mm-hmm. Bhagavatam. Here we go. So it says, O my Lord, Sri Krishna, son of Asudev, O all-pervading personality of Godhead, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. I meditate upon Lord Krishna because he is the absolute truth and the primal cause of all causes of the creation sustenance and destruction of the manifested universes. He is directly and indirectly conscious of all manifestation and he is independent because there is no other cause beyond him. It is he only who first imparted the Vedic knowledge into the heart of Brahmaji, the original living being. By him, even the great sages and demigods are placed into illusion as one is bewildered by the illusory representation of water seen in fire or land seen in water. Only because of him do the material universes temporarily manifested by the reactions of the three modes of nature appear factual, although they're unreal. I therefore meditate upon him, Lord Sri Krishna, who is eternally existent in the transcendental abode, which is forever free from the illusory representations of the material world. I meditate upon him, for he is the absolute truth. So Lord Krishna is eternally existence in his transcendental abode. And he's free from the illusory representations of the material world. Of course, the material energy is illusory because it's temporary, not because it's false. Um, Sankaracharya would say it's false, but Vaishnavas say, no, it is real, but temporary. And therefore, ultimately also, 
illusory. Um, it is one moment it's there, one moment it's not there. Now, Janmadi Yasi Yatung Vyad Itas Chati Swabikya Swarat. It is said that everything is, Krishna is the origin of everything, and he is abhigya, fully conscious of everything, and yet he is also swarat, he is also independent. So here we see all the energy is Krishna's energy, and Krishna himself is aware of all that energy, he is present within that all that energy in, in consciousness, but he is also existing independent from it. In this way, we can see that Krishna is simultaneously one and many. Oh. So this first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam is describing the philosophy of, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Achencha Beda Beda Tattva. Oh. So um, right there with the opening verse of Bhagavatam, we uh, encounter the philosophy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then in the in the second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, mm. oh, sorry, I went a little too far. Uh, there we begin with Dharma Projita Kaitavo Taparamo Nirmatsaranam Satam Vedam Vastavam Atrasivadam Tapun Trayan Mudanam Srimad Bhagavate Mahamunik Tekim Vapare Ishvara Sado Ridi Avarudite Takritibi Susavistat Ksanat. So now I read the translation of that. Completely rejecting all religious activities which are materially motivated, this Bhagavad Purana propounds the highest truth, which is understandable by those devotees who are fully pure in heart. The highest truth is, is reality distinguished from illusion for the welfare of all. Such truth uproots the threefold miseries. This beautiful Bhagavatam, compiled by the great sage Vyasadeva in his maturity, is sufficient and in itself, in itself forgot realization. What is the need of any other scripture? As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the message of Bhagavatam, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within his heart. Yeah. So here, Dharma Projita Kaitavo, all the cheating religion. So Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, exactly adhere to that. Uh, we see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is following tenets of Vainashram, uh, the Vainashram philosophy. But we're seeing that for him, when that Varna Ashram is not Sansidir Haritosanam, when it is not aiming to please the Supreme Lord Krishna, then he's not interested. Therefore, Karmakanda is, is, is rejected, which is the uh, Jnanakanda is, is rejected. It is only devotional service that is accepted. And then externally, uh, the devotees may live according to various varnas and ashrams, um, but he is by no means uh, interested in uh, in following mundane varna ashram, and is very transcendental to uh, to varna ashram. Mm. Uh, the first chapter of the Chaitanya. Bhagavad Madhya Lila is an interesting chapter because um, at that point Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes out as a preacher. Prior to that, we are reading about Nimai and his childhood pastimes, and they're very interesting. And uh, but now Nimai has gone to Gaya. Chaitanya Bhagavat, right? Not Chaitanya Charitamrita. Nimai has gone to Gaya, and Nimai has met his spiritual master, Iswara Puri, and Nimai has transformed. He has become a great Vaishnava. 
he's been initiated and and he is just bringing back great ecstasy and then it turns out that on the way back he he was in Kanayanata Shala he chanted the Gayatri mantra and when he chanted the Gopal Gayatri at that point he saw Gopal and uh, that's not mentioned in the first chapter it comes up later but he saw Gopal and then Gopal disappeared so Kanayanata Shala is then the place where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for the first time manifest this uh, mood of separation from the Lord. Anyway, then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu associates with the devotees. And uh, at one point, I'll come back to that. Um, the, the first part of the chapter is, is describing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showing his uh, ecstatic symptoms and so on. And I'm going to get into that. Uh, and then the second chapter, Second part is where he discusses with, uh, with his mother and he instructs his mother. It is said just like he was uh, hearing, just like Devahuti was being instructed by Lord Kapiladev. Now, his mother, when he, first part of the chapter shows how he's become ecstatic after Gaia. Second part of the chapter is showing how he starts teaching again and teaches his students. But when he starts to explain the various uh, meanings of Sanskrit words, he explains everything. Everything is actually meaning Krishna. And he gives all explanations how everything means Krishna. Mm. And uh, yeah, that is, is, is interesting. So we'll, uh, and in the course of that, uh, his mother asks when he comes home, from what scripture did you uh, speak today, that you enter into some debate with someone? Then Lord Chaitanya begins to say things about uh, various scriptures and he speaks out very strong. And he says, one should never hear a scripture or a Purana that does not prominently describe the devotional service of Hari, even if it is recited by the four-headed Lord Brahma. Mm. And, you know, the, this is all in the previous verse. The literatures that glorify devotional service to Krishna are true scriptures. Others are simply atheistic. Then we get a commentary and Madhavacharya quotes the following verses from the Skanda Purana. This is, of course, Bhaktisiddhanta's commentary. It's the Gaudiya Bhashya from Sila Bhaktisiddhanta who points out that Madhavacharya quotes the following verses from the Skanda Purana. The Rik Yayur Samana Tarva Veda, as well as the Mahabharata, the Narada Panchet, and the Ramayana are certainly known as Shastra. Those books that favorably follow in the footsteps of these authorized scripture are also counted among the Shastras. All other literatures simply lead one down the wrong path and can never be known as scriptures. Then the Matsya Purana says, Satviketu adikam hari rajasi shu mahatnyam adikam brahmano vidu chamatnyam tamasa su shivasya Sankirni Susaravatcha Pitrinams Chanigatchate. The Puranas in the mode of goodness glorify the Supreme Lord Sri Krishna. Those in the mode of passion promote the glories of Lord Brahma, the creator of the universe, and those in the mode of ignorance celebrate the greatness of Agni, Shiva and Durga. In addition, many other scriptures consisting of various mixtures of goodness, passion, and ignorance glorify the ancestors as demigods and demigoddesses like Saraswati. 
Many ignorant ass-like people who desire neither their own nor others' welfare think that since literature is glorifying Krishna, the devotees of Krishna and the devotional service of Krishna are critical of materially motivated persons attached to sense gratification. Such literatures are therefore ever conflicting and sectarian like their own literatures. But on the pretext of describing glories of Krishna, the devotees of Krishna and the devotional service of Krishna to his own mother, Sri Gaurasundra explained the supreme truth in order to deliver foolish, sensual, knowledge-dependent persons from their defective imaginations. Hmm. Anyway, so there are uh, some definitions given about scripture here. Um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says, the literatures that glorify devotional service to Krishna are true scriptures. Others are simply atheistic. So we can see how much this is the governing principle of the, uh, of the movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And one may accept that ultimately the four Vedas are also pointing at Krishna, but they do so indirectly. And we see that the Gaudiya Vaishnavas are not preoccupying themselves very much in studying these things. Only scholarly Vaishnavas may have a look at these kind of books. Otherwise, we just focus on those literatures that directly glorify Krishna. So although there is Varna Ashram, and although the Vaishnavas take a position in Varna Ashram, um, they are never to be uh, understood in terms of Varna Ashram. Uh, Lord Chaitanya continues, a Chandala is not a Chandala if he chants the name of Krishna, and a Brahmana is not a Brahmana if he engages in sinful activities. Even if a devotee of Krishna is born in a family of dog eaters, he's actually the topmost Brahmana, and according to Shastra, an atheist who's sinful and devoid of devotion to Krishna, although born in a Brahmin family, is certainly a dog eater. Seeing either of them, according to ordinary caste consideration, is prohibited. Their varna should be ascertained according to their taste, occupation, or na and nature, or symptoms. That is the intention and conclusion of all scriptures, beginning with the Sruti, Smritis, Puranas, Itihasas, and Pancharachas. In his commentary on the Chandogya Upanishad, Simadavacharya quotes from the Sama Samhitas, Arjivam Brahmane Saksat Sudro Narajivam Laksana Gotamas Iti Vijata Satchakamam Upanayat. So, a Brahmana possesses the quality of simplicity and a Sudra possesses the quality of crookedness. Knowing this fact, Gotama awarded sacred threat initiation to Satchakama and made him a first class Brahmana. So, Satchikama, as we know the story, was uh, was wanted to to study under Gotama Muni, and Gotama Muni just asked him, "Well, who is your? What is your Gotra? What is family lineage?" He said, "I don't know." He said, "What is your? Who is your father?" He said, "I don't know." Then he said. Ask your mother. And then he asked his mother, he came back, and he said, she also doesn't know. Then, because he was so truthful and, and spoke about this very unpalatable thing, something, uh, a source of public shame, something anybody would have tried to hide, but because he was not at all trying to hide, he showed that he was a Brahmana. Uh, it says again, quoting that verse from the Sama Samhita, uh, a Brahmana possesses the quality of simplicity and a Sudra possesses the quality of crookedness. Knowing this fact, Gotama awarded sacred threat initiation to Satyakama and made him a first class Brahmana. So, it's very nice. Yeah, uh, in the Padma Purana, it is stated, Rajaputrayana, so, so, kach, 
Chudreti munino dita pranavityam avapyasmat param dharma avaptavan. King Putrayan was exactly yet because of his lamentation, uh, Raikva Muni called him a sudra. Later the king attained the goal of life and after learning confidential meditation on pran from Raikva. Yachalakshite sarpavritam sabramanama smartya yatraitam nabavit sarpa tamsudram itinirdi said, O snake, only a person endowed with the qualities of a brahmana can be called a brahmana. Otherwise, he's a sudra. Mm. So, Vanaparva, 180, 26. Um, there are many, many, many verses quoted here by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta mm. in the purport, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, Madhya Kanda. And there it is not Leela, but Kanda, Madhya Kanda, 100. 97 purport. Uh, important for those uh, who may have to defend the uh, position of uh, Varnashram positions being awarded according to consciousness uh, and, and brahminical initiation given to people who are not born in Brahmin families. Uh, a long purport full with, with quotes and evidence. Uh, a lot from the Mahabharat and uh, from Hari Bhakti Vila, Atri Samhita, uh, but also from the Brihad Aranyaka Upanishad and from the Padma Purana and uh, from the Skanda Purana, from Srimad Bhagavatam, from the uh, Bhakti then from the Garuda Purana, like that, there is a wide range of verses quoted here um, that uh, to, to, to support the point. So it's useful. Of course, there's more. I mean, uh, there's a book of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, Brahmana uh, and Vaishnava, which give us more verses. And those verses then are, are mostly based on the Manu Samhita. Uh, there's a lot of evidence then from the Manu Samhita because the smarter Brahmanas particularly are uh, following the Manu Samhita. So then Bhaktisiddhanta in debate with them established uh, things on the basis of Manu Samhita. Anyway, it is good to uh, collect such type of evidence. Um, every Vaishnava should collect evidence. Srila um, Prabhupada used to say that we should know these books just as a lawyer knows the law books. So it will be very useful if we can uh, study and take study notes. Uh, now, various study notes, depending on how much time we have and what we can do, but study notes that will actually uh, provide us with the evidence of our Sampradaya, with the positions that we take. Um, our, our position on Varna Ashram is quite clear. It is Sansidir Haritosanam, which is Srimad Bhagavatam. And then to underbuild that, uh, so much evidence is given by Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. So that is useful to have such evidence uh, at hand and, and therefore. Uh, and we could focus on on uh, on a topic and research it and uh, and collect evidence. Um, someone might collect evidence on defeating Mayavad. Someone might collect evidence that establishes that according to consciousness, a person is qualified. Uh, someone might. Uh, might want to do a study on the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's, uh, that is me. And uh, in this way, let us start a study project. Um, I asked uh, one of my disciples to do a study project on the, uh, uh, on the, 
commentaries of the Acharyas on the Bhagavad Gita and to uh, make take highlights from these commentaries and put that in in a book uh, so that when we uh, are preparing to lecture on the Bhagavad Gita then uh, and I said okay, okay I, I told him to do it on the key verses of the Gita so whatever those key verses are so in this way uh, whenever we lecture then we have his book which will come out soon and then we can use it to uh, as as evidence in our presentations uh, whenever we speak on a, on a key verse of the Gita then we can say well the Acharyas actually made the following points in relation to this verse uh, and of course uh, quite a bit of that is also reflecting in Srila Prabhupada's purports. Um, but sometimes there are also things that are not mentioned in Prabhupada's purports in this way. We can ex expand the, uh, the depth and the authority of our explanations. So in this way, um, it is good if we actually study uh, the books and research them. Mm. Here it says in the Mahabharata Shantiparva uh, 183.13 When Brahmanas commit violence, speak lies, become greedy, earn their livelihood by any and all means, and lose their purity by engaging in sinful activities, then they become degraded into sudras. One who is attached to eating all kinds of foods and performing all kinds of activities, who is impure, deviant from the principle of Vedic culture and ill-behaved, is known as a sutra. Um, so here, births, purificatory processes, study of the Vedas and good births are not the criterion for being a Brahmana. The only criterion is one's occupation. A person is born, a person is born as a Brahmana in this world simply as a result of his nature. A sutra situated in the occupation of a Brahmana also becomes a Brahmana. Hmm. So like that, it is very interesting. Um, but this is completely in line with Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, is very much, uh, very much basing his, his teachings and his life by example on the Bhagavatam. Uh, he is therefore acting as the person Bhagavat and he's teaching the Bhagavatam. It's also interesting. Um, Bhagavatam itself, um, there is the, uh, well now I have to go there for a minute. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Um, maybe I'll use the other one so I don't have to go out from here. Um, So the final uh, the final chapter of the Bhagavatam say, come on in the twelfth canto. Oops, I went too far. Is called the glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. And the entire uh, chapter is, is dedicated to uh, how the Srimad Bhagavatam uh, is the best of all the Puranas. Mm -hmm. And uh, so here's a verse that says, Now please hear a summation of the verse length of each of the Puranas. Then hear of the prime subject and purpose of this Bhagavad Purana, the proper method of giving its gift, the glories of such gift giving, and finally the glories of hearing and chanting his literature. Okay, then 
Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, he explains in, in his commentary, Srimad Bhagavatam is the best of all Puranas. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur explains that the other Puranas will now be mentioned just as the assistance of a king are mentioned in connection with his glorification. So then a list of, of the... Um, then, then about the Bhagavatam. From beginning to end, the Srimad Bhagavatam is full of narrations that encourage renunciation of material life, as well as nectarian accounts of Lord Hari's transcendental pastimes, which give ecstasy to the saintly devotees and demigods. This Bhagavatam is the essence of all Vedanta philosophy, because its subject matter is the absolute truth, uh, which, while non-different from the uh, spirit soul, is the ultimate reality, one without a second. The goal of this literature is exclusive devotional service unto that supreme truth. Mm. So that very same exclusiveness char characterizes the movement of Lord Chaitanya. Here it speaks about Badra Purnim. If on the full moon day of the months of Badra, one places Srimad Bhagavatam on a golden throne and gives it as a gift, he will attain the supreme transcendental destination. So these days, devotees are getting uh, getting into it um, to uh, during this month of Bhadra to uh, distribute Srimad Bhagavatam. All other Puranic scriptures shine forth in the assembly of saintly devotees only as long as that great ocean of nectar, Srimad Bhagavatam, is is not heard. Uh, yes, in it is a huge difference. Um, if one looks at some of the Puranas, it gives information about the Supreme Lord, undoubtedly. Um, but it is just not... Uh, none of the other Puranas have the same focus on exclusive devotional service and the same intensity on devotional service. Therefore, uh, Bhagavatam is, is in a totally different realm. Um, so we said that Bhagavatam is in the beginning, we said Dharma Projita Kaita Vo. We were discussing the first three verses of the Bhagavatam. First was Janmadi Asya. Krishna is the origin of everything, everything emanates from him. Then there's Krishna and the energies. So that means Achincha Beda Tattva, simultaneously one and many. Then we discussed the uh, Dharma Projita Kaitavo, uh, all Karma Kanda, Jnana Kanda, all is out, only, only pure devotional service. And then we come to the third verse, Nigamakalpatara Galitam Falam Sukhamukat Amrita Drava Samyutam Pibata Bhagavatam Rasmalayam Ahur Ahur Sikabu Vibhavukaha. That it says that from all the Vedas, Nigama Galitam. Uh, it says from all the Nigamas, from all the Vedic literatures, this is Bhagavatam is the ripened fruit. Um, and it can reveal all the essence of ras and taste, and uh, therefore nothing compares to the Bhagavatam. Mm. Well, so Bhagavatam is described as the greatest of the Puranas. Oh. And I went a little too far. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Sorry, the publisher. Yeah. Okay. So finally comes the, the final verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Oh. And the final verse of Srimad Bhagavatam is Nama Sankirtanam Yasya Sarva Papa Pranasanam Pranamo Dukasamanas Tam Namami Harim Papam. Let me offer my respectful obeisances to the Supreme Lord, the congregational chanting of whose holy names destroys all sinful reactions, and the offering of obeisances unto whom relieves all material suffering. 
So that is very interesting. Here ends, does end the purports of the humble servants uh, of AC Bhaktivedanta, of his divine AC Bhaktivedanta, Swami Prabhupada to the 12th canto, 13th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam, titled The Glories of Srimad Bhagavatam. The final verse of Srimad Bhagavatam um, is, is describing the chanting of the holy name. Tan Namami. And it is not just vaguely, it says Nama Sankirtanam Yasya. Nama Sankirtanam Yasya Sarva Papa Pranasanam. That all sins will be destroyed by this Nama Sankirtanam Yasya. So that is the, uh, that is it, that is speaking about particularly Lord Chaitanya's movement. So it's very interesting that as we end uh, the Bhagavatam, we end with, with the mission of Nam Sankirtan. And of course, that's not the first time that Nam Sankirtan is addressed. Um, there's the verse in, uh, in, in the beginning, Etani Vichmananam. Let me just. Sometimes it's a little clumsy. Etani Vichya. Itanivijamananam, Itchatam Akutu, Bayam Yoginam, Lipanianitam, Harinam Anukirtanam. So he's in the second canto. And O King, constant chanting of the holy name of the Lord after the ways of the great authorities is the doubtless and fearless way of success for all, including those who are free from all material desires. Those are desires of all material enjoyment. And those are self-satisfied by dint of transcendental knowledge. So it doesn't matter. Uh, this chanting of the holy name of the Lord is meant for all. So that comes out in whether liberated souls or whether conditioned souls. So that is in the second canto. Of course, sixth canto is dedicated to Ajamil. Uh, Prahlad Maharaj is... Uh, is identifying Sravanam, uh, Sravanam Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. So in this way, um, we should see that Bhagavatam is definitely uh, emphasizing uh, Chaitanya is Sankirtan, Kalahutad Hari Kirtanat. In this way, uh, we can see that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement is completely founded on Srimad Bhagavatam. Therefore, Srimad Bhagavatam is central throughout the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, the second chapter uh, gets a little technical. It gives us, it is trying to establish that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And it does so in a technical way, explaining Sanskrit. It describes uh, there, I can quickly, uh, I can quickly open that up. So, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it it basically um, summarizes the Bhakti Sandarbha from uh, from or, sorry the Krishna Sandarbha from Jiva Goswami and his uh, explanation of the word Eta Chamsa Kalapumsa Krishna to Bhagavan Swayam in the Krishna Sandarbha. Anucheda 
28, we find the explanation of that uh, second chapter of the uh, of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, and it just points out it it's it's uh, it deals with inter Sanskrit interpretation of the verse and applying rules of Sanskrit grammar, so that if someone is trying to uh, point out that the uh, that the verse might not refer, uh, it is saying that of amongst all the incarnations, Krishna is the supreme. But one could try and twist it and and say and give it an other meaning. Uh, someone may protest. Krishna has already been described as the twentieth in the list of incarnation. For this reason, when Sutta Goswami says Krishna to Bhagavan, the intention is that Bhagavan refers to Lord Vasudev, the origin, the origin of the Purusha incarnation. Right. So, but then Jiva Goswami gives a uh, a grammatical rule. Uh, to this objection, we reply: the following grammatical rule is found in the Kadashi Tattva. One should not state a predicate before its subject. Therefore, it cannot be avoided that in this sense, since Krishna is the subject and Bhagavan is the predicate, by word juggling, no one can change the clear meaning of this verse, that Krishna is the original form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan. And no one can say that Lord Vasudev assumed the form of Krishna. In this way, this verse clearly demonstrates that Krishna is the original form of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and not merely a form expanded from Vasudev. So if we, uh, by reading this explanation from the uh, Krishna Sandarbha, the second chapter becomes of the, of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which uh, it becomes a lot more clear uh, when we read the second chapter on its own. Uh, I'm going to quickly open that up. Uh-huh. Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila. Chapter 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, here he gives it very shortly, and it's difficult to understand. So he quotes first, uh, Let me describe the meaning of the third verse of the first fourteen. It is an auspicious vibration that describes the Absolute Truth. So he begins to describe these first 14 verses that have been described in, in the opening, in the Mangala Charan of CC, what the Upanishads describes as the impersonal Brahman is but the effulgence of his body, and the Lord known as Supersoul is but his localized plenary portions. Lord Chaitanya is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna himself, with full with six opulences, he's the absolute truth, and no one other truth is greater than or equal to him. In personal Brahman, the localized Paramatma and the personality of God are three subjects and the glowing effulgence, the parsimonious and the original form are their three respective predicates. A predicate always follow its subjects. Now I shall explain the meaning of this verse according to the revealed scripture. Swayam Bhagavan Krishna Vishnu Paratattva Purna Jnana Purna Nanda Paramahamahatattva. Krishna, the original form of the personality of God, is the summum bonum of all the all-pervading Vishnu. He is all-perfect knowledge and all-perfect bliss. He is supreme transcendence. He, whom Srimad Bhagavatam describes as the son of Nanda Maharaj, is descended to earth as Lord Chaitanya. Uh, 
In terms of his various manifestations, he's known in three features called the impersonal run, localized paramatma, the original personality of Godhead. Um, and he quotes Bhagavatam on this, and we go a little further. And Hare Krishna, Ananda. Okay, okay. Oh, where is it now? Lord Narayan, Bhagavatam. So in that second verse, second chapter, he's trying to establish that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and then that Lord Chaitanya is that self-same Krishna. And he also refers then to the verse 8, Chamsa which I'm just now finding, and it goes a little slow. Um, Hare Krishna, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Okay. So, Eta Cham Sikala Pum Sakrishtus to Bhagavan Swayam, Dradivyakalam Lokam, Lidianti Yuge. Okay. All these incarnations of Godhead are either planetary portions or parts of the planetary portion of Purusha Avatar, but Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead Himself. In every age, He protects the world through His different features when the world is disturbed by the enemies of Krishna. From Bhagavatam 1328. Um, it negates the concept that Sri Krishna is an avatar of Vishnu or Narayan. Lord Sri Krishna is the original personality of God, the supreme cause of all causes. This verse clearly indicates that incarnations of the personality of God, such as Sri Ram and Sri Yavarao, all undoubtedly belong to the Vishnu group, but all of them are either planetary portions or plenary portions of the original personality of Godhead. The Bhagavatam describes the symptoms and deeds of the incarnations in general and counts Sri Krishna amongst them. This made Sukadev Goswami greatly apprehensive. Therefore, he distinguished each incarnation by its specific thing. symptoms. All the incarnations of Godhead are plenary portions, parts of planetary portions of Purusha avatars, but the prime of the Lord is Sri Krishna. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the fountainhead of all incarnations. Any opponent may say, this is your interpretation, but actually the Supreme Lord is Narayan, who is in the transcendental realm. He, Narayan, incarnates as Lord Krishna. This is the meaning of the verses. I see it. There is no need for further consideration. To such a misguided interpreter, we may reply, why should you suggest such fallacious logic? An interpretation is never accepted in evidence if it opposes the principle of Scripture. One should not state a predicate before its subject, for it cannot stand thus, it cannot stand without proper support. Purport. The rhetoric rule appears in the Ekadasi Tattva 13th canto in connection with the metaphorical use of words. An unknown subject should not be put before the known subject because the object has no meaning if the subject is not given. Hmm. If I do not state a subject, I do not state a predicate. First I speak the former and then I speak the latter. The predicate of a sentence is what is unknown to the reader, whereas the subject is what is known to him. For example, we may see, this vipra is a greatly learned man. In the sentence, the vipra is the subject and the predicate is his erudition. The man's being a vipra is known, but his erudition is unknown. Therefore, the person is identified first and his erudition later. In the same way, all these incarnations were known, but those incarnations, they are, was unknown. First, the word ete, establish the subject, the incarnations, then plenary portions, the purusha avatar follows as the predicate. 
In the same way, when Krishna was first counted among the incarnations, specific knowledge about him was still unknown. Therefore, first the word Krishna appears as the subject, followed by the predicate describing him as the original personality of Godhead. This established that Sri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead. The original personality of Godhead is therefore necessarily Krishna. So this is Jiva Goswami's Sandarbha, basically, here in this portion of the Adi Lila second chapter. And Jiva Goswami has provided that evidence. So we looked at the Sandarbha and read it, and we could see that that made it clear. And we've seen the example, the, the Vipra is erudite, um, Krishna is the Supreme, first the person and then the qualities about him are being described, uh, that we understand. So by having a look behind the chapter and having a look at the uh, Sandarbha, what we did, we gain in our understanding of, of the chapter, of the explanation. In this way, we can take the Chaitanya Charitamrita and look behind, look behind the Chaitanya Charitamrita. When Rupa Goswami and Ramananda Roy in Antilila 1 are discussing Vidakta Madhava, yeah, well, then we pull the Vidakta Madhava off the shelf and we have a look at that and we'll read it next to the chapter. And if we do so, then we get like a, uh, a much better grip on the chapter. Um, I'll try and capture all those kind of things in, in the book that we want to, uh, to make. Um, these lectures are just uh, there as a foundation for that book, and then we will build on the foundation uh, a structure of evidence and quotes and so on. Uh, but it's just to help me get started because uh, when these lectures are transcribed, then I'm well on the way uh, instead of uh, having to start from scratch. So that's uh, my purpose here is not only to bring you some uh, enlightenment in, in these days, but also to work on my mission on something that I want to fulfill. Now, I would request you to also find a study project. Um, whatever that study project might be, uh, some of you might be inspired by the prayers of Prahlad Maharaj. And why don't you just go to these prayers of Prahlad Maharaj and make notes of all the highlights in the prayers. And, and if you do so, um, you will find that you are mining the jewels of the scriptures, as Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami is calling that, and you'll get many jewels this way. Hmm. There are various ways to make notes. One can make notes of highlights, one can make notes of structures. Some people, they like to make graphs and drawings and whatever. Uh, but I like to uh, I like to look behind the book where uh, where the information came from and then read that also to get a bigger understanding or read a commentary that expands on the information so I get a uh, a better angle on it. Anyhow, it will be wonderful if we can actually start a study project. That will be a great blessing. Simply take, uh, take Srila Prabhupada's books and focus on a particular section on it. And that's besides our reading. Uh, of course, it could become our reading for some time. But we still need to read through the whole Bhagavatam. Uh, many have not read the Bhagavatam and are in the in the third canto, the fourth canto, or fifth or sixth. No, we have to read through the entire 
entire Bhagavatam and, and make that some sort of priority in our life. And now is a great time. Of course, as some people have been involved in transcribing things of Chaitanya Charitamrita, they found that the Chaitanya Charitamrita is very nectarian. And I, I would agree with that. Then, if you look at uh, the other uh, biographies, such as uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat, uh, then you'll find that they're also very nectarian. So, uh, all of us can read. Uh, Srila Prabhupada said that Bhagavad Gita is preliminary, uh, that the Srimad Bhagavatam is graduate literature, and Sri uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita is postgraduate literature. In one way, postgraduate literature means that within the CC, there are many elements of the Bhagavatam included. It refers to it, it doesn't always explain it in detail. So therefore, it helps if we first read Srimad Bhagavatam to fully grasp what's in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. But some people read so slow that this lifetime they would never get to the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Then I would say, just start reading every once in a while Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, Sunday, make Sunday Chaitanya Charitamrita day. And just somehow or other on Sunday, read the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, for hours. And if we do so, um, then then in our heart, we will be amazed. Okay, more to come. I thank you for today. I left no time for questions. I have to move on. But I wish you well. And I wish you uh, a great inspiration in your in the pursuits of your studies from the scripture. Hare Krishna. Okay, also writing about Krishna, what makes us qualified to write about Krishna? Yeah, well, write first study, first study, and then represent what uh, what is in the books? Do not concoct. Then we can write. So I have to stop, but I thank you very much. Hare Krishna.